Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. I had a question for you. Um, how would you feel if uh, you were queuing up for concert tickets, like uh, the recent six-day Coldplay concert tickets? You might as well give them a S-pass, right? <laughs> um, and they told you per day is limited how many tickets can be sold. So not the full national stadium. I think it would be frustrating, especially because they're going to be playing for six days and yeah. you're telling me you need to limit for six days. Makes might no well sense. Give a E-pass. But <laughs> the good thing is I had, uh, I had friends queue for me for Coldplay tickets. So I got tickets. I'll be there in January. I can't say the same for the recent football fans who tried to watch the national team over the past weekend. I know. I heard about this. Uh, in fact, I read about this. It's quite interesting. And to help us out is uh, our good friend from uh, the sports desk over at the Straits Times, Dipin Raj Ganesan, sports writer for the Straits Times. Uh, good evening, sir. How are you? Hi, Elliot. Uh, hi, Raushan. Did you get tickets to Coldplay? I, I actually got tickets to Coldplay. Oh, you're going play. Not yes, together. Not together, though. Guess which, one I'm, guess which one I'm going for. Taylor Swift. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Can I walk Chang out now? Chang. Can I walk out now? <laughs> Why? I'm not much of a Swiftie. I love her. I love her. She's I'm in the such Kanye a brilliant Kem. artist. I'm in the Kanye camp. Oh. Yep. The, so. the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to football. Deepen. Let me take out my glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Deepen, another week, another FAS brouhaha for you to... Talk about, and we're going to talk about the, like Elliot touched on, cap on the number of uh, spectators allowed in the stadium over the past weekend. But first, let's talk football, shall we? You were at the games. How did the Lions fare? Uh, it's funny that you're asking me this now because I think my opinion was slightly different uh, before uh, Papua New Guinea actually faced Malaysia <laughs> last night. And, and Malaysia actually won Papua New Guinea 10-0. Mm. Uh, and we could only draw 2-2 against uh, the same opponents. I-, I think if you look at it collectively in, in two games, uh, I thought that we flattered to deceive. Uh, but context is important as always, and you must realise that this national team is still a work in progress. Uh, the coach ultimately has only 14 to 15 games in charge, and he does need time. And also, our, our main guys are out. I mean, the national team now is as strong as the Fundy family. Uh, and Iksan, uh, Irfan and Ilhan were all three not available for this one. As well as Song Yong, who again, you know, is one of our better players. So, with all things considered, uh, I think you can put the context there. But I think I understand why fun, uh, fans were frustrated. Uh, because the performance was not up to scratch. You know, when, when you draw or even lose a game, you look at signs of, you know, progress. Something that you can cling on to as hope. Mm. Uh, there was not much to, to, to see here. Uh, especially in that first game against Papua New Guinea. Lots of sloppy defending uh, pressing that was half-hearted and and it strikes me almost as whether these players uh, are still playing for the coach and I don't feel that anymore Uh, so time is ticking Um, the October World Cup qualifiers is an important game that's coming up uh, and that will really be a better barometer of where this national team is heading under uh, Takayuki Nishigaya See this is why it's important I listen to my mother when she says Listen carefully first before you say anything. Because at first I thought Deepen are like okay with the FAS, you know. Mm. And then boom. <laughs> Context hits. Well, um, but it is well put. I, I must give you credit for that. Let's talk a little bit about this 5,000 cap on tickets. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I, I found it ridiculous too. And and like you mentioned, I think it's important to always understand the, the full picture. Okay. Uh, or, or some might say have a wide lens uh, when it comes to perspective. And... When you look at these two games, yes, first and foremost, the opponents, they are not the most glamorous, but it is still the national team. 
so what happened was uh, the FAS actually set a limit of 5,000 fans for for each of the bo- of both games. Uh, and this was based on understanding that this is how many fans might turn up. So first and foremost, yeah, you I got to question that. FAS's own belief in their team that, you know, this is all we are going to get. And I, 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 I sometimes struggle to understand. Do you not think of it as it's a June school holidays? Mm. Uh, mm. Parents who want to bring their kids, you know, and or, or don't even say parents want to bring their kids. Did you go out and engage the community and say, hey, if uh, an adult were to attend, it's free for the kid? I'm sure you could have packed the stadium with 10,000 fans. At I, least. I, at least. I'm very sure of that because if you work with schools, if you work with your community partners, are you really telling me you are not able to get fans in? But having said that, the main reason why it was 5,000 was ultimately cost factors. Uh, and when I say cost factors is that you pay a certain sum to the sports hub for 5,000 packs and incrementally it rises. If you if you want to bring in 7,500 packs, it rises and rises. And again, another fundamental question you ask is, you know, last year sports hub came, came, to, came under the government and then we, got, we asked ourselves, we call football a national project? But then here we are questioning why wasn't more done to allow more fans in. No matter which way we look at it, it's unacceptable in 2023 that we have got 4,900 people watching the senior national team while you're calling it a national project. It does not make any sense. No live broadcast as well. 5,000. And and we have learned that there are more than 5,000 people who would want to go and watch uh, the these games. You have been to such games, so you, you, you have witnessed the kind of crowd. I don't think it's that. I think it's just limit the embarrassment. Possibly, possibly, possibly. But is that what FAS needs now? That's the question. I don't right? see. I don't know. Correct? Uh, exactly. Ah. And, and the worrying thing is, it's not just the cap on tickets, right? The lack of live broadcast. Why was that? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's quite funny that Elliot mentions this because uh, there was highlights for that first game which was not broadcasted anywhere. Okay. Um, and I was watching the highlights and, and it struck me very obviously. So they left out two... Uh, they, they showed a lot of highlights of Singapore attacking. But they left out two key moments where the Papua New Guinea could have won the game. Not the first time highlights have been created <laughs> yeah. that way, I believe. <laughs> and and it, it, it almost strengthens Elliot's case, right? That like you want to paint a picture of Singapore football. This guy working for them, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, I think that's a confusion. But you see, when, when you talk about not having fans in, yeah. and then yeah. um, you also talk about broadcast, again, it comes back to the same thing, which is cost. So to give a bit of background on broadcasting, um, FES puts out the rights and then it, it makes it available for your local telcos and uh, your national broadcaster, MediaCorp. Sure. So I understand often um, FES forks up up to 90% of the fee uh, to have... When I, when I say the fee, I'm talking about production costs. Mm. Sure, uh, sure. So of course, your man, and Raushan, you would know this. And usually, MediaCorp pays about 10% of, of that fee. Okay. But this time around, for whatever reason, nobody came forward to, to broadcast the game. And again, and that's why I'm saying, if we are calling this a national project, conversations need to be had to show that we truly believe in our alliance. Because... If no one's watching our Lions, what's there to believe in? You can talk about all your grassroots, mm. your football scholarships for the young ones, blah, blah, blah. But the main the main highlight of anyone's career is your national team. And if we are not being able to... to if we're not able to watch national team, then what are we doing? You know, is there anything uh, being done to address that? And, and that's why I feel that more can be done from FAS, from the government, yeah. from our national broadcasters, from the media as well. You know, uh, and this is a point I raised in my commentary, is that... When the SEA Games uh, debacle happened, mm. everybody had something to say, yes. right? Mm. You know, I saw podcasts from from everywhere, you know, analysis from everywhere. Uh, 
people that don't normally talk about local football were talking about local football. I saw it on my Facebook, on my Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And mm. then on, on that Friday when uh, the international friendly, our first home game of the year happened, when you need your, your media guys to be there to to play the, the, the role of um, asking the hard questions and yeah. basically analysing where the national team is, there was just two journalists mm. in the, in the mm. press conference room. So again, you know, is this a national project? Because it does not feel like one. <laughs> YouTube Live, huh? <laughs> I believe on that topic of YouTube Live, I believe the second game against Solomon Islands that was broadcast, was that always in the plan or was that a knee-jerk reaction to what happened on Friday with the lack of broadcast? So so from what I understood is the plan was not to showcase both games because again, cost was the factor. Mm. But because of how much noise was generated after the first game not being broadcast, I believe there was something worked out for the, the second game. And look, I, I think this is what I'm trying to say. If that can happen for the second game, it should have been able to happen for the first game. Yeah. You should not wait for the noise to be made for you to put things into action. And and I'm hoping that from the noise of that's being generated from these two articles, uh, including the commentary, I hope that going forward, there will never be another scenario of Singaporeans not being able to watch their own national team for whatever the reason is. It cannot happen. People need to start taking action now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, these articles, you can search it up on straightstimes.com. Uh, the one we're talking about, Anger, Frustration for Singapore Football Fans, written by, written by uh, Dipin Raj Ganesan. I, I, I don't know why... I, like, why don't we watch uh, Ted Lasso and learn a thing or two from there where Ted Lasso says, this is, only, this is not our team. The team belongs to the fans. Uh, the coaches are just borrowing it. FAS is just borrowing the national team because it's our team. So if it's a national project, I mean, if we don't understand how hard it is to run a football team, bring us there, show us, let us see. Firstly, I, I think uh, Elliot loves his uh, Ted Lasso <laughs> references. Uh, I think fundamentally, this is a thing that we've got to look at. When we talk about the Lions, the national team, what are we talking about? We are talking about a team that represents all of us. Mm. Yes, yeah. the team is currently not doing well. Not, no arguments there. But this is also the same team. Of course, they're not the same players, but the national team was the one that brought us the joy of seeing us being kings of Southeast Asian football. Absolutely. Uh, I was a young kid when I saw the the, the team bus going past. Uh, I believe it was in Orchard Road, you know, after winning the 2012 oh, yes. title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen the highs of it. So, when it's at the low, we cannot abandon our Lions because then, you know, yeah. who, what are we saying about ourselves? Yeah. And, and this is my main point here, actually, that at the end of the day, for all the, that we have to got to say about the FAS, I think there are other parties who need to step up and show support and lend a helping hand sure. when the Lions sure. need it the most. And, they need it now yeah. and, and we've got to reach out ahead and help them instead of, you know, taking a, a step back and saying, oh, you go and sort things out yourself because clearly they didn't sort themselves out on Friday and Sunday. So mm. I hope moving forward, the next time we have a home game um, in, in Singapore, I hope the game can be viewed on TV or at least on YouTube sure. by fans. Yeah. And more fans can enter the, the stadium. There should not be a scenario. Don't don't tell me 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. Let's not talk about the number. Yeah. The absolute truth is no Singaporean should be denied entry into a Lions home game because it's an absolute right for a fan to support his national team. It's going to mean something again. It certainly has. And we can hope that the voices that are making these decisions are mm. hearing our voices and hopefully will push for the right agenda, right? Deepen, just final thoughts on this. You talk about that shared responsibility, not just FAS. You mentioned being able to attend these games, but what other stakeholders do you think can get involved? Because, hey, they come in the troves when there are European clubs involved. Ah, 
there's a, a that's a very very good point actually. So, uh, like you mentioned, you know, when we have our European clubs coming to to Singapore, you see almost every sponsor holding fringe events or or even events around the match and and whatsoever. I understand, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the dollars. Yeah. You know, it's got to yeah. make sense in terms of demand, uh, in terms of profits, in terms of putting your product or your service out there. But look, in Singapore, we have lots of local corporates uh, who can lend a helping hand. And when I say lend a helping hand, I don't mean by just putting in the money there and just walking away. Mm. means you believe in the Lions to an extent that you say that, okay, we might not make our ma- money back in terms of what we are putting in, but we are showing that we believe in our own. And that's what I'm talking about, belief. You know, belief shouldn't just happen on August 9th every National Day. Belief is something that happens year-round, that happens lifelong because you believe in locals, you believe in locals stepping up to the plate. The Lions may not be performing now, but I hope that they perform in the future. But first, it's got to start from somewhere and I hope our local companies can step in and not just wait for your overseas corporates to come in when, you know, European friendlies are happening. We can all do more is what I'm saying. Yep. Stop pointing the finger. We can all play a part. We've been speaking with uh, Deepan Raj Gunnison, who is Straits Times sports reporter. Thanks a lot for your time, Deepan. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, Roshan. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.